Good afternoon and welcome to the Marcus Today end of day report. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday, the 26th of July. And as usual, with all the information contained in the report, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this report. All right, well, let's kick things off as always with the scores and the doors. And today, of course, was CPI Day. And we are in the final countdown, it seems. We started with 8% at the peak. We were down to 7% last quarter. And now we're down to 6%. Way above forecasts, and it gave the market the kick it needed. We were up 62.3 points, 0.85%, 74.02. Top end of that recent trading range. Opened at 73.65, milled around, wasn't doing much. Had a high of 74.21, so a little bit off the top. 73.39.7 was the low, which was last night's close. But it was, I guess, a, a solid start from the go. But it really was 11.30 when the market leapt from around 17 points up to around 40, 50, 60 points better. So uh, a good day all round. Banks being the swing factor in the equation today once again. Uh, but we also saw resources. And when resources and banks fire together then it is a happy day for the bulls. And it was a happy day today for the bulls. That is for sure. As far as stocks go, the bank sector doing well. CBA up 0.8 of a percent. Now about 1.6. ANZ up 1.6. Westpac up 1.7. Macquarie still a little bit left out of the equation. We do get the AGM tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to hear what Shamira has to say. 0.6% better for them. Insurers better. QBE up 1%. Suncorp up 1.8% as well. So a little bit of action there. Not a lot of action in the fund managers though. That was a place uh, not to be today. And uh, we did see across the rest of the space, uh, REITs coming under a little bit of a pressure. Goodman Group down 1.1% and Centre Group down one1 as well. GPT down 02 but healthcare, which has been defensive, CSL still in all sorts. There's some bloodletting going on there. Down another 1% in CSL. ResMed up 0.7. Sonic up 0.3. Ramsey up 0.4. Nothing really to write home about. Nor was it much to write home about in the industrial sector, to be honest. That was not where the action was. Telstra unchanged. Woolies up 0.3. Coles up 0.2. Get the idea. Uh, Transurban up 0.9, though. That better. West Farmers up 1.1, and we did see discretionary retailers and retailers in general doing well on the back of that CPI number. JB Hi-Fi up 1.3, Premier up 2.8, and Ape, AP Eagers up 1.7%. A flight centre and corporate travel also doing well, and even Domino's managed to not have such a stuffed crust today, down, which was up 1.5%. Moving across, though, to the tech space, WiseTech just continue to push higher. That is the go-to tech stock, 2.4% higher. More all-time highs. Old-school platform stocks also in the green. REA Group, 2.4% higher. Again, kicking on. Seek up 0.80. A little bit of a laggy. Uh, only up 0.7 of a percent. Looking at resources, though, once again, it was another day where Chinese stimulus was all the talk. Although we haven't seen too many details and the Asian markets did come under a little bit of pressure. BHP still up 2.3%. Rio up 1.4%. Fortescue up 2.3%. Lithium stocks doing better today. 
Pilbara continue. They are the one, 4.6% higher. Alchem up 2.5. Mineral Resources came out with an update today. Lots of spinning plates at the moment for Mineral Resources, but still managed a 4.1% rise. And IGO up 1.1%. Looking across at the gold sector, a bit of a mixed picture there. We had Newcrest up 0.9 and Northern Star down 0.6. Still base metals, not exactly firing on all cylinders, but a little bit of green on screen. And a little bit of green on screen in the oil and gas sector. Not a huge amount, though. Woodside up 0.3. Santos up 0.3. Coal stocks continuing to push higher on the Northern Hemisphere heatwave, especially on Chinese demand for power to drive the air conditioners. Would uh, we had Whitehaven up 1.8 and No Hope up 2.5%. In corporate news today, there was a little bit out and about. We had some updates from Kogan. Uh, they reported today a better position there for Kogan, and uh, they had a good day in the sunshine today. They were up nearly 10% on the back of that update. Corporate travel also up a smidge on the back of their update. We had mineral resources with their quarterly as well, although spodgy means shipments for the June quarter was below guidance, still managed to rise. And Austal was the big one today, which uh, only a month ago was talking about how good one of its US shipbuilding programs were. Maybe the P should be a T. Uh, and uh, today it announced a massive uh, big hit to EBIT guidance from 58 to basically zero or even minus 10 million on what they call the TATS program, T-A-T-S program in the US. So not a great result for Austell. Still perhaps some corporate appeal there. Uh, there has been some rumours there of M&A activity. On the economic front, of course, today, it was all about the CPI and what a CPI it was today. We had that number coming in below estimates from the ABS. Of course, the uh, monthly number was already showing Uh, A pretty similar number, to be honest. The monthly number was 5.6%. We came in today with the quarterly number, which is up till the end of June, of a rise in inflation, 6% now, down from 7%. Rose 0.8% in the June quarter. So a pretty good number there. As far as uh, what the components were, that's always interesting as well, to see what those components were in terms of the big winners. Uh, the most significant price rises were housing, duh, up 7.4%. Food and non-alcoholic beverages, 7%. Recreation and culture was up 6.8%. However, what is interesting is up, well, offsetting the rise was automotive fuel, which was down 10%. Now, before you all get carried away, of course, automotive fuel, I don't know whether you've noticed it when you go and fill up your car, has risen quite a bit again, and we do have the oil price pushing up. So maybe that is going to be uh, a factor there. All right, looking at the winners for Grinners today, let's run through them as we always do. The winner, the big winner today was Kogan, which was up 10% on their update. I must admit, I didn't think it was that great an update, but there you go. What am I? How am I to know? Uh, Beach Petroleum also doing well. BPT, 6.9% better. 20 million shares traded in Beach today. Big number there. They also had a quarterly uh, results. Now, of course, we all get fascinated with the uh, August reporting season. But for many of us, me included, especially in mining and tech stocks and small caps, uh, we have quarterly reports. So that is the important thing. Talking of which, West Gold also doing well today, up 6.2% on an investor update there. 
Jumbo Interactive, J-I-N. Well, they never forget. They're up 6% today. We do have a $60 million lotto prize draw this week. I'm in it. Are you in it? You've got to be in it to win it. Champion Iron up 5.4%. Funnily enough, actually, when I entered, I realised that I won lotto last time. It was a big jackpot. Unfortunately, it was only $23.80. Champion Iron up 5.4% today. Regis Healthcare having a good day today, up 4.8%. And Pilbara, still the one, as they say, up 4.6% today, continuing higher. Another 28 million shares traded between Pilbara and Mineral Resources, which was up 4%, which traded 2 million shares. Plenty of interest still in the lithium space. As Oscar would have said, the rumours of my death have been grossly Exaggerated, Of course, that was Mark Twain, not Oscar, but I'm sure he would have said the same thing. We're all in the gutter looking up at the stars. OK, losers today. Uh, ASB, Austal, down 10.5%, 8 million shares. The good thing you could say about that is at least it was way and truly off the bottom because it was looking like the Titanic had sunk to such a low of $2.01. Opened at two oh nine, closed at $2.30. So at least that was the best you could say about it. Grange Resources also slip sliding away today. We had a quarterly report for the three months from them, a bit disappointing, down 5.2%, 3 million shares traded. AAC, Australian Agriculture, well, I don't think this is actually that surprising, but Joe Lewis, the billionaire owner of uh, Tottenham Hotspur, a team I love to hate, uh, is in trouble. He has been uh, charged with insider trading, of course, his group, is a major shareholder in Australian agriculture, down 4.6% today. Uh, Cobram Olives down 4.2%, not much volume. Calix was down 3.4%. Again, pretty pathetic volume, 120,000 shares. DVP, also not in the good books, down 3.3%. Again, not many shares traded there. And Imugene, 30 million shares traded there, down 3.3%. As far as the sectors go, positive sectors, banks... Iron ore, lithium, who said that sector was dead? Oil and gas, retailers as well on the back of that number. And, of course, tech on the back of WiseTech continuing to push higher. Our biggest tech stock, computer share, up 0.3%. Negative sectors, well, healthcare, but only really CSL struggling there. And the REITs and a couple of the biggies there struggling there as well. As far as the big bank basket goes... $180.59 today at 1.1%. The Alltech Index also a little bit better today. Uh, That was up 0.9%, joining in the party. Gold steady at 29.02 in Aussie dollar terms. Bitcoin is slightly easier. Let's just get you an update on the Bitcoin price, uh, just so that you're completely up to date here. Um, And that price was 29.02 thousand two hundred and seventy nine dollars so a little bit higher for the fun token aussie dollar steady at 67.67 in the year 25.25 is that how it goes Uh, but that certainly is a little bit uh, steady at the moment 10-year yields pretty flat as well 4.01 percent as far as asian markets go today we did have a little bit of backing and filling in the asian markets and uh, we had nikkei down 0.04%, 0.04%, nothing. Hang Sang down 0.4%, China down 0.2% of a percent. Currently, we've got Dow futures pretty much unchanged, to be honest, uh, down around 8 or 10 points, and NASDAQ futures down around 14 points, with European markets opening higher. 
We've also had some uh, bank results out of Europe and some other news, which I'm sure will fascinate you as we get to it in a minute. As far as major movers and shakers go today, that's keeping you in suspense, isn't it? Uh, major movers and shakers go today. We've talked Kogan. Uh, other stocks doing well. One, uh, O-N-E, up 15%, that bouncing back on its quarterly. This is a stock that I have not come across before. Q-O-R, which is a stock called Quoria Limited, up 14.3% today. They had uh, their quarterly results. Uh, Placeside Studios, not my finest hour, up 10.6%. Today, they have uh, announced they've got new dumb ways to die coming soon. MAF, which has had a massive fall in the last few days on the back of one of their funds being locked up. Uh, MAF on liquidity issues uh, down about 0.6 of a percent today. We had VNT as well, Ventia, which is going into the index to replace Blackmores, coming off around 1% today. And WA1, which we talked about on the call today on Ausbiz, another good day for them. Drilling is commencing at P2, up 8.1%. The number of the devil, 666, the stock price closed at. There you go. AMA, well, they got smashed up today beyond repair, I suspect, down 16.7%. They had a ASX query, which they answered. Clearly not the right answer. And Dots Nanos, DTZ, fell as well today, down 16.3% on the back of a capital raise. And Panoramic, uh, it appears that IGO will not be investing in the capital raise. They're raising around 40 million bucks at 5 cents. They closed at 9.2. Well, that certainly doesn't help the speculative nickel players, does it? Speculative stock of the day today is a stock called Cardiex. Uh, which is uh, up 18.2%. Not great volume, but it is filing for a NASDAQ listing. Cardiax is a medical tech company focusing on developing vascular biomarkers. I believe it has a way of measuring your (coughs) blood pressure without the usual thing on your arm. All right, let's look at some of the uh, stocks in a little more detail. Mineral resources, lithium lithium spodumene shipments for the June quarter below Guidance at 34,000 dry metric tons. Corporate travel uh, guidance, uh, they updated its EBITDA for 23 guidance, expected to be in the range of 165 to 170. For the second half, the underlying EBIT is projected to be between 113.7 and 118.7. It's nice when they're so accurate. Austal has issued that lower EBIT guidance on the back of the TATS program. I think they've spelt that wrong. Kogan reported a positive adjusted EBIT of $3 million for the second half of FY23, compared to an $8.3 million loss in the same period. Gross sales declined by 22.5%, but they have getting well, they have got made some progress in getting the inventory down, which is good news, I guess, but uh, still a little bit head-scratchy about why they rallied so much today. As far as the headlines go, let's look at some of the headlines coming out of Asia. Not a lot, to be honest. The Chinese administration has appointed the country's top diplomat, Wang Yi, uh, who had the job before uh, Quinn Gang, who is still missing in action after a month. That must be quite some drink bender. Investment banks warning investors of a potential Bank of Japan surprise, given the inflation is creeping higher. Now, of course, the big thing today coming out of the Fed is the very, very, very widely anticipated rate 
rise, the 11th rate rise, it would take its benchmark to the target range of 5.25 to 5.5, which would be the highest since 2001. A space odyssey. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. In Europe, though, Deutsche Bank has weathered the trading slowdown better than analysts had expected. Some good results, not only from Deutsche, Unicredit as well posting some good results, and Santana beating as well. And in UK news, uh, the NatWest Chief Executive Officer, Alison Rose, has fallen on her sword after the row over how the British bank closed the accounts of Nigel Farage. And she was talking to BBC journalists about this. Not a good move, I'm afraid, Alison, and it has cost you your job. Unfortunately for her, the UK government is the majority shareholder still in NatWest following the GFC. Still. God, the GFC was a lifetime ago. But anyway, poor old Alison has had to fall on her sword. She had been CEO since 2013. And Joe Lewis has been charged with insider trading, alleged, sorry, insider trading in the US. Uh, He is a billionaire. He, of course, uh, although not as well known as his little buddy and uh, partner, George Soros, made a lot of money breaking the Bank of England back when the European exchange rate mechanism was busted by George Soros and his partner, Joe Lewis, who lives on a huge boat in the Caribbean. He's also chairman of the Spurs Football Club. And California, just finally, their main power grid operators issued an emergency watch notice as people are cranking up their aircon because of the heat wave, something we've talked about and something that has benefited uh, the coal price and coal stocks. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great evening. And, of course, we'll be back again tomorrow to do it all again. Uh-huh.